0: Much man, so is, that, is it already? Uh, it's already eight o'clock your time, yeah. Yeah, all right, cool. Um, cause I'm, I'm in uh, California, so I, I thought it was one hour ahead. Central, I guess, time is one hour ahead. Oh, my so, bad. Are you busy right, right now? Like, no, 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 I'm good. All right, we can definitely do this now, okay? Cool. So well, so start out by just um, introducing yourself. All right. Well, uh, my name is Abel. i uh, from California. Uh, I was married That's my daughter's mom for, I want to say, maybe five years, four years. And it was really just all separated time. Uh, she lived in Massachusetts. I lived in New York in the military for a while. Uh, and that's about it. So you guys were married separate, uh, living separately? Yeah, I was uh, on at Fort Drum, and uh, she was living in Massachusetts in a little small town called Sterling. And, uh... Did y'all meet there? Yeah, I was actually on a funeral detail when I met her. Oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah, she was a uh, working. She was a worker at the hotel I was staying at. Gotcha. And um, yeah, so we. <clears throat> I tried talking to her. She wouldn't. She wasn't having anything with it. Um, I left my number with the front desk lady, and she ended up calling me. So. And took off from there. And, yeah. It, it it snowballed fairly quick after that. So you guys had a good start, and then it, it kind of went down? Yeah, we, we actually we had a very good start. You know, everything was was pretty spot on, you know, at the beginning. Um, you know, I would travel on my weekends when I could to go and visit her. It um, wasn't really too much discourse, and you know, everything was going good. We had planned to get married. And then we had planned to have a kid. Like, everything was moving along according to plan. And then I got orders to deploy in 09. And uh, we pushed the wedding up and everything up. We got married in April of 09. And then it just seemed almost like instantly after that, everything just started, you know, diminishing. Damn, brother. um so I deployed O nine two OIS and uh, got married to my wife in O nine August of 09. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was in, um, it was like from the jump of my deployment, and a lot of the guys that, you know, um, who were in charge of me, like, you know, my NCOs, she, she was contacting them. Uh-huh. Um, and she would, you know, a couple of them in particular, you know, she she would go instead of, like, and stay at like friends' houses, all to get to my commander, to then, you know, like get to me. And it right. was like just because at this point we were already like it was already done, you know, so it was already like come back, we're filing for divorce, you know, it was just right. uh, the deployment really just. Ate up the marriage, you know. Right. And um, did y'all have a kid by I mean, already? I, so that's the thing. My daughter was born in July of '09, uh, three months before I deployed. You know. Uh huh. Um, and everything, even at that point, everything was still pretty decent. You know, we had the normal. You know stressors, like I, I would say, of, of the relationship. You know, with nothing, nothing too far off center. That hey, this is very alarming. You right. Know? Right. You know, it, it wasn't that far gone yet. And you know, even even when it was at that point, you know, we still tried to maintain because, you know, my daughter and you know, so it, it's. It really wasn't until the courts got involved that that's when everything got really, really bad, you know. Right. <clears throat> so how how did how did the court process go? What what routes did you take? Well, in the beginning, um, so we she filed for divorce, and, and the like I contested it all the way through. Um, she filed in Massachusetts. And, yeah. So I had to contest it through the MPS you know, right. they were serving me and it was just bad, you know I started to look real bad at my union because I was fighting the divorce you know, so I started to get like unfavorable actions and it started to take a toll on me mentally and physically, you know, I got on a and Was you going through that al- Was you going through it alone or I mean did you have Jag, or what was going on? No, I was, I was solo you know, jagged but the furthest Jag was ever able to do for me throughout the whole ordeal was just make sure the verbiage in my paperwork was correct. You know, oh, basically wow. I just um, fill out my paperwork, and 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 that's it. No representation, no nothing. Just make sure that whatever I'm putting in, that I'm writing it in legal terms, and protecting myself at the same time. You know. Um, but other than that, there was no, you know, I I, w- I was paying child support. Well, when you're in the military and you're married you and like, you live separately, you have to pay a portion of your basic allowance for housing, right? Right. So I was doing all that, and, like, that was taking a toll on me because I still had to make in my apartment, you know, because I couldn't live on the base. Right. You know, like, it just got bad quick, you know, and then you're on a fixed income in the military. You know? Right. Um So, you know, I mean, I always did it, though. I never squandered from it. I never let it ride. Um, You know, even to this day, I'm still, I don't miss payments, you know. I don't. Right. Well, so tell me me about the process pro se and and what the outcome was. Yeah, so we finally got a court date that I was able to attend. And when I was, uh, I went into court. I, um, the judge was very dismissive of both of us, actually. It wasn't just on one side. However, um, she was gaining favor from the judge just based off of what she was saying, and the judge wasn't trying to hear that, you know, I was training to go to Iraq a second time, and I couldn't really be around, and then I was deployed, and then when I got back I was trading again to go for a possible third deployment, so when you say tight. when you say you dismissive, I mean you were you were probably only, what only asking for, for visitation rights, right? Yeah, I was I was asking for fifty uh forty nine fifty one percent custody, right? Right. Her still maintaining um primary custodial yeah, yeah and whatnot. But I getting the fifty one percent legal custody because in that way I could maintain my BAH and still pay her her fair portion of child support that she's gotten used to receiving, right? right? Because I didn't want her to take a hit. You, you know what I'm saying? That was that's what my my mindset, my premise was when I when I approached that deal, and and she said no, you know, because she thought she was giving away more with the fifty one percent me having fifty one percent legal custody, right. so the judge ended up siding with her and took um, my original um, my original um, court document stated that I had uh, no legal or physical custody of my daughter and that I was still to maintain a eight hundred and sixty dollar on child support payment. Um, and no visitations. Oh, wow. So basically she had taken all your rights away without you signing it over. Exactly. Because I couldn't, at the time, I had just come home from Iraq. I was dealing with, you know, right. I was trying to reintegrate. I was seeing a therapist. You know, there was some PTSD talk. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, all of that was used against me, you know, and I'm one of thousands of other soldiers. Who had to go through that route, you know? Who lost right. everything, you know? And then a lot of us end up turning to alcohol, drugs, because what else do we got? We've already lost our family. Yeah, I went. I went through that the same thing. you know I mean, I chose alcohol, so I know know firsthand. Yeah, absolutely. I, I used to, you know. I'll be honest, man. Uh, I don't know, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just open up big right here, you know. I I was drinking solid bottles of. Johnny Walker, Mm -hmm. Black Label, and drinking it straight out the bottle, chasing it with Coke out the bottle. Mm -hmm. You know, I was doing drugs, and, you know, I, I was abusing my medication that the VA was giving me because it was doing nothing for me but just making me want more, and the benzos that they were giving me was just, it was just a whole big wreck. And at the same time, like, everything was going on, losing everything, it was, yeah, that's the worst feeling ever, man. Right, completely devastating. And that—that's what a lot of—I mean, a lot of people out there, especially civilian fathers and families, they don't—they don't understand the the soldier side of that. So I'm glad you brought that up, right? Because even through all of that, right, as I'm doing all of that, I still had to maintain mission readiness. You know, I still had to right. maintain my my you know six a.m. PT. drills and. Yeah, you know my PT scores and all of that suffered. You know, I almost got kicked out. You know, I had I have emails that it wasn't even my daughter's mom who was writing them. It was her boyfriend. You know, right? Who was writing. He was writing my commander's wife. You know, under the pretense and guise of her. You know, but it kids come out. You know, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but you know, that this guy was doing all of this. And, and they, it almost ruined my entire military career. Wow. You know, and it, it was real bad. And there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of guys who I still talk to who could have helped me more, you know, like NCOs and leaders. Right. And I still talk to them, you know, and I don't mention it to them. Um, well, it but, it's really hard for, I mean, even the higher-ups to, to help, Especially with family issues, because that—that's the first thing we got to drop, and, and we know that going in. But sometimes it's—it's it's hard to let go of that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> well, so, so you basically lost all your rights without signing them over. She got full custody. Um. And so that that was the end of it, or what happened What happened next? Yeah, so I would, for a while, I would just let it ride. And I would just call, I I was able to call my daughter three times a week. And um, if I would call and I was like two minutes late, five minutes late, you know, oh, you can't talk to, you know, my daughter Kayla, you know, you can't talk to her, you know. Right. Or if I was, if, if I missed the day because, you know, I was training and I was out in the field and, you know, I try to call the next day of the morning. Hey, can I call, you know, okay, later on tonight. I know I missed yesterday, but I was training. Oh, no, I'll try again tomorrow. You know, like, right. I tried, you know. I tried to make that contact. I tried to maintain civility with my ex-wife. I tried to maintain civility with my ex-wife's boyfriend, you know. Right. Um, there was so much. So that it, it all came to a head one day. And and I made a decision where I'm going to take a full step back, right? I took a full step back, right? And I let – because every time I would call, every time I would, you know, do anything, I, I would always was met with negativity. Right. right? You know, there was no, no, no positivity from the other side whatsoever. So I made the big mistake to take the step back. Like, hey, you know what? Go ahead then. I've already lost everything. I have nothing, right? right. So take it whatever right and mind you i'm in the military i'm depressed i'm you know traveling trying to well so that's i mean that's a lot a lot of times people don't understand just taking that step back we think of it as a mistake but our body is is telling us to do that because mentally we're completely strung out and sometimes it's just we have to we got to take that step back so absolutely but yeah so continue yeah so you know so i i i, I took that time and i always maintain like one day i'm gonna get my game court you know right one day i'm gonna be able to travel to massachusetts and have my full game court and show the judge all the craziness all the lies all the you know and break it down you know um you know so I, still, I took my step back i was i i stayed away for about a solid year um i maintained some contact with the mom, you know my ex-wife right um but it was a lot of it was just you know how's she doing is she okay you know I always maintain my child support payments you right. know I always maintain you know my obligations and you know I tried to call you know I did'. But it was never meant, you know, so I didn't for a whole year. I wasn't on the schedule. You know, if it was that day and I noticed, okay, I would call. But I went like that for a year. And then um, one day I was on the field, um, I got a phone call from my ex-wife. And she said, when you get out the field, I need you to come to Massachusetts because – at the time, his name was Jason, uh, had beat her up, and she put him in jail, and big old hoopla, right? So, me, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking, okay, this is the end for me to go see my daughter do what I got to do. Right. I'm going to go in there and see what's going on. And I did. And I even took my ex-wife to (laughs) – I dropped her off at the jail and took my daughter to go and eat, you know, on on my own. Forget it. Go and do your thing. We're no longer a thing. Right. You know? right. And my I just was like my daughter will always be I'm sorry signs in the background I'm out here in California. Oh you're good. And, they still got the curfew um, going? Yeah, and it's getting it's getting worse and worse by the day, but we'll be alright. Yeah. Um so I you know, I took her and I had my daughter for the time that I was out there and at that point, I knew that there was going to be a long fight, you know? And, um, and that's what I did. So, before I left New York to go to Colorado on a PCS move, a change of station, uh-huh. I got that I was able to, now I can, instead of just calling, I can Skype and do all that, uh, three times a week and everything was set up. And then my divorce got finalized and it was, when I got to Colorado and um, it was all set in stone, like, okay, cool, you know. And so, so, okay, so, some, so hold on. So, the divorce never finalized. What, during that year, you took a step back? Yeah, I fought it wholeheartedly. I was fighting it because she was trying to take 100% rights away where I couldn't even call. Gotcha. You know? And I was fighting that. Like, no, you're not. Because what she was doing was. Introducing this guy Jason Davis as my daughter's dad, you know, to the point where I've thrown away stuffed animals that says "I love you" from Daddy J. You know, I've thrown them All right, straight, straight <laughs> in the trash. You know, it's gone. I, there's no dad other than Abel. All right, you know? and, and for a long time, my daughter's mom. Not, not, and I don't want to just you know, be, you know, beat her up because you know it's not even that kind of party, but. For a long time, she was trying to live this life with this man, and it was all drug-driven and, 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 you know, craziness, you know. But, you know, she she was keeping my daughter from me, you know, for this man, and and, and that was it. Finally, um, I had a break in the case because her son, uh, my, my ex-wife had a son prior to me, I'm uh, uh-huh. not the picture. His father got custody of her, so of of him, and I was able to start, okay, to get the ball rolling again behind that, you know, with my daughter. Right. And so things got a little bit more relaxed where I can call, and, you know, my visitations were, okay, uh, let us know if you're going to be able to make it out here. And I was always training in the Army. Right. Quite frankly, I couldn't afford it, you know, living in Colorado – Trying to fly to Massachusetts while I'm still maintaining child support and still maintaining, you know, at the time I was an E4, I wasn't money, okay. uh, And I was, all my money was going on child support and food. Right. And I was just trying to survive. Those times I missed, you know, just very basic things, you know, that I wasn't even able to do while in the military. That was a necessity for the military, like certain gear I was supposed to have, right. ribbons. Uh, you know, metals, you know, they, they issue us one, but we're supposed to maintain our own for inspection right, and right. other stuff. And, you know, I was paying all this, everything. And I don't want to sound complaining, but, you know,
1: I was well, I mean, always
0: That's the reality, though. Yeah, and I was always just strapped, you know. Right. And um, it wasn't until finally um, – I got out of the military off of active duty is when that's when, okay, things kind of started to get a little better. Um, but prior to, it was just the worst. I actually moved out of, uh, I moved to Massachusetts when I got out of the army on active duty to go live with my daughter uh, and her mom and and everybody, you know. So how, how did that work out? Uh, it turned out good in the beginning. Everything was working okay. Um, and then she had some guy move in that she's known for a very long time since she was a kid. And, you know, they're from a small town, so it's it's not far fetched, right. you know, to think and to, to believe that. Um, but turns out while I was going to work in Boston, she was living in Worcester, you know, they were doing their thing you right. know, and, and that's fine, right, that's fine, go ahead, do your thing, right, it was, I, my whole thing, and my whole premise was, I'm going to be able to be here with my daughter, right, you know, and See, that, that's, that's one of the things, so I had that opportunity as well during my divorce, she, uh, my ex-wife wanted to, uh, she didn't want the divorce, but she had already done too many things to, uh, for me to exactly initiate it but she made the uh, statement, well why don't we live in the same house and you do you and I do me and everyone gets to be with the kids and I I just couldn't do that I couldn't watch her bring guys in and I wasn't even with anyone so I didn't want my daughter seeing it, but Right, and that's the thing is that I wasn't I was under the impression that it was her and I, right? Right. But she was messing around with this dude that I was going to work, right? And I kind of got the feeling, like, a, after a while, you know? But I just let it ride, you know, because it was like, do I do I confront it and, and lose out on being hated with my daughter, right, based on a hunch, right? Because there was no, like, strong evidence that, okay, she's doing this or she's doing that, right, okay. right? Um. There was one time she did come up pregnant, right? And she did end up having an abortion, right? And and that, too, you know, like, I didn't have a say in that. She said it was my child, right? I didn't have a say in whether or not the child could live or die, right? She just made right. that. She right. made the decision. So she says it's yours and then goes and gets an abortion. Right. But yet I'm still here. Wow. You know, maintaining my obligations for my other child. And if that's the case, if you didn't want this child, then at least have the child and I'll take care of it. Right? right. You know, you don't have to, you know. And and again, right, if that was her choice, that's her choice, right? She has to answer for that someday. Man. Right. Um. But, you know, that, that, that shows a big, you know, that's a big shotgun blast in the system, you know. It's like. When does a dad get a say? Because we're always getting the short end. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, and and I, I know that there's women out there that they, you know, they're on the side that you know the men are on because you know they messed up or you know, right. and I hate to say it because usually the only time that a father will have custody of a child is not because the father's super stellar or the mother is super incredible. It's usually because the mother. Was unfit, right? That's the only time that you can take a child from a mom is when she's unfit, and that is, is absolutely a hundred percent true. There is no other and time a dad gets a a custody right. of a child um, unfit, or, 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 or even a primary. History. Yeah, and just the verbiage in that alone is just is already biased against the father, you know, because you're already under the premise that all fathers are unfit, so we're already battling an uphill battle from the jump start. Right. You know? So I I don't know, you know. Well you know what was that? So what so what um what happened after that? Did you did you take her back to court or so what happened was after everything we tried to work it out, it didn't work out. I found out that they were cheating, doing their thing, um I took off. I left Massachusetts. I came back home uh, to California. And I took my last 300 bucks and I said, you know what? It's time to rebuild myself, right? Right. And I got a job. Um, and I, you know, my mom, you know, thank God she helped me. And, you know, my dad helped me. And I was able to get on my feet. You know, my godmother at the time, she helped me. And her boyfriend, a great guy, he helped me. Um, you know, I was I started working for the post office, right? And once I started getting on my feet, I was able to take, you know, and and start building myself back up. I started doing more and more, you know, getting getting my everything straight with my daughter. You know, I still maintained even when I was going through everything. I still maintained my 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 calls every three days. You know, three times out the week at the right times. Right. I maintained everything. I maintained my child support payments. I maintained everything. So that way so they could never come back and say, hey, you know, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Right? Right. And, you know, so when I got home and I got everything squared away, finally, um, you know, everything, I thought everything was going fine, right? There was no ripple in the water, you know, the lake was calm. Then all of a sudden, one day, I had I had went and done some training out in Virginia. I'm in the reserves at this point. Right. Um, I had since gotten off of active duty, transferred over to the reserve side. Now, you know, I'm in California. I'm training in Virginia. I'm out there for a month. I come back home to California. I'm home for maybe a week and I get a phone call from my ex-wife and she says, hey, I'm sorry to disturb you, but you need to fight my mom for Kayla and I'm like what do you mean and then she drops this entire bombshell that she had my daughter and she was shooting heroin and she got my daughter taken away by the state of Massachusetts and now my my daughter's grandmother doesn't want to relinquish rights back to the mom which I'm glad she didn't because my daughter's mom It's pretty bad, you know. So, how long was that before? So, your daughter was already relinquished to the state. How long did it take before you found out? A month and a half before I was. I wasn't even notified by the state. I was notified by my ex wife. Wow. They didn't notify me about nothing. I never got a letter in the mail. And they have have my updated information. Right. I've been saying this whole time, right? I've always maintained mine. Right. My child support payments and everything. Throughout my entire time, so they have all my personal information to the Department of Revenue, you know. So they didn't, they didn't notify me. So I, I finally, my mother and I were like, okay, well, what are we gonna do? I told my mom, I, I need to figure this out, you know. And then my mother and I, we figured, it, just go out there and just file for custody. So that's what we did, and um, that when I finally got an attorney you know so you guys went against basically a state um, yeah. foster system and you said you got an attorney yeah so were you fighting yeah. out of Would you fighting out of California or, or yeah I was making flights every couple of weeks out to Massachusetts recorded. and your attorney was up there in Massachusetts yeah He's a great guy. I owe him money still. <laughs> I Yeah. It's expensive, the process. Well, what was the process with that as far as fighting? So, the so, finding an attorney that would do that under the premise that it was at with, you know, the drug use and all of that stuff, right? Right. And then, you know, allegations against myself of drug use and all of this stuff, Right it was a lot to take in. You know, it was, okay, well, what is this trial going to be like, right? Because there's going to be a trial for my daughter. And um, I I was like, you know, there's only one way to do it and that's just to do it, right? You you Just hunker down and just take whatever comes your way and just be honest. Right, so going into that, when you got the attorney, was he kind of pointing that, painting that picture that it was going to be an uphill battle and maybe impossible or what? No. At first it was, we'll be done in a couple months. Then it turned into maybe half a year. A whole year and a half later. Wow. That's what I kind of want to go into too, right? The whole time we were able to get continuation you know, working with the judge and everything was fine. And it wasn't and this and I don't know if this is true or not, right? I I don't want to say or point a finger and it'd be false. But I'm just gonna say it once right? Because I, I think that I hold a pretty decent regard for Hunch, I guess. Right. Um and and you know, here we are a a telephonic conference call, they're in Massachusetts, I'm in California and all of a sudden, we can't get a continuation because I don't feel comfortable. You know, something that just doesn't feel right. You know, and I end up maintaining the same amount of money in child support, right? Which is fine. I don't mind. It would have been nice to lose, but I had, at this time, I had lost my job, right? Right. But I still had to maintain the same amount of money in child support. And the only difference was that now I couldn't, it's basically. My visitations and everything are like free reign. You know, I could call up my daughter's grandma and be like, "Hey, I'm coming next week, or in two weeks." I usually try to give them two weeks. You know, and 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 that's it. You know, other than that, I basically pay, eight, eight, you know close to eight grand to to be able to just see my daughter whenever I want. Right? What, that's a that's, so what is the what what the eight grand entail? What is that? That's between lawyer fees, uh, lodging, food, travel, um, you know, court fees, um, you know, just just everything. It yeah, was yeah. a whole process, you know, because it was a year and a half, you know. Right. A year and a half. That's a long process. And, I mean, it's cheap. That's cheap compared to some guys out there. Yeah. I'm so a, I, hey, I, I was lucky, you my know. Mine was funny. See? <laughs> exactly. And I just, again, I got a lot because she was pro se, right? Because she was fighting her demons still. She was still going through, you know, whatever it is that she was dealing with in rehab and rehab and, and recovery. Right. And, you know, and that, again, I don't want to bash her because now, I mean, she's doing great, right? Right. right. She's healthy now and she's working and she's getting promotions. And I'm so thankful. and I thank God every day that she is, doing good, because my biggest fear through the whole thing was none of the other, you know, the court involvement, whatever, That don't bother me, I don't care about a piece of paper at the end of the day, one day I'm going to have to look my daughter in the eye and explain to her why her mom is not here, you know, right. that's what I was scared about with that whole situation, and that's why I thank God that, you know, she found the strength to, you know, get her mind right, and, and now... We're able to be cordial. Now we're able to work together, you know. Me and my daughter's mom, uh, grandma, we're, like, best friends now, you know. Right. Because as my daughter has gotten older, they realize that they can't control her from her father. She gravitates towards me, you, you know. Right. And there's times where she's like, okay, Dad, you're annoying, you know, but we all get that, right? Right. Well, so, so but. Do you think the uh, physical and mental aspect of her her side of the story? How do you think that played out? Yes. So the physical part, right? Um, my daughters had to walk the streets at night with her mom, from being kicked out of her boyfriend's house, right? Um, my daughter seeing the fights and the arguments from from that realm, you know, the drug realm. You know, my daughter being in these drug houses, you know, all this stuff came out during the uh, the trial that we had for custody. And and my daughter sees a therapist, and, you know, she's good. She, I don't want to say she's good, right. but she's good. You know, she's she's functioning. She, she doesn't cower down. She's a very confident young woman. and She's growing into, you know, a young lady who is just ready to explore the world and just be as creative as can be. Right. You know, but, you know, she's seen her mom get beat up by a man before, you know, and that that's that's not okay with me, you know. Right. She's, ha- she's been told by grown men that she's ugly. You know, his name's Keith Clancy. He's your, her mom's ex boyfriend, you know. Right. And, and, and dealing with that type of stuff at a young age like that, she's still telling me, you know. Guys like Keith are no good because they think young girls are ugly you know, and she's 10 years old, and and that's her own money. Well, I mean, that's, that's good to, to know that she's able to see that, so she yeah. knows what not to pursue. Yeah, her grandmother, I got to give it to her grandmother, man. Um, her grandmother, Michelle, is just an amazing woman. She is just, she is, when I say team player all around when it comes to Kayla, it's I don't have no issues, right? Right. Um, Like, if I don't call her, she doesn't get mad because she knows I'm maintaining contact with my daughter to her phone. She lets us just have our relationship, right? She's not in there trying to, okay, 30 minutes is up, okay, you got to go. No, you know, she's, okay, well, Kaylee, talk to your dad however you want, you know, do what you want to do. Right. And before, when it was the mom, and, and again, not to bring it down, but when she was doing what she was doing, going through what she was doing, and her mom said was, I'm going to keep her away because she knew it hurt me. Right. You know? Right. And I'm so thankful we've not passed that. And, and it's not I, – so I want to put out there, we're not trying to put women or, or, or fathers down to go through that, but a lot of times they do that to hurt the other parent, and we don't realize that they're also hurt. Extremely bad, so they're just trying to share that pain, and the kid gets in the way every time. Right, and it's kind of like the comment the other day. I, I commented on something similar on the page, and you know, what? what it's absolutely right. Like in this time right now, for instance, like you were talking about the uh, the court orders right now with the visitation. Right. The break, I think, it was opposed. It's very important. I get it. Right. Like you said, not, not all families are going to be able to talk to each other, right? right. Some families ended very, very badly. I understand it. I, I went without talking to my father after my mom and dad's divorce for close to eight years, you know, so I, I get it. But one, one thing that I do know is this my love for my daughter has never changed. From the day that she was born till now, the only change I would say that has gotten stronger, right? As time has gone on, is every day it just grows so much. Right. Whatever's happening between me and her mom, that does that does not supersede the love that I feel for my child. Mm-hmm. You know, me being able to even if my daughter's mom has taken me to court and has called me out on every level and has tried to ruin me in every which way. No, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna do this for Kayla? Okay, you're upset at me? No problem. I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to the you know, the grandma. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't ever make it an issue or try to fight anymore. Right. right? Because as adults, we got to come together and say, hey. Right. Because the marriage didn't break up because of the children. Exactly. The marriage broke up because of something that happened outside of the children. Whether it's been financial, you know, affairs, uh, yeah. communication you know, breakdown, all these other things. Yeah. You know, and People change, but the kids, I've never met a family who blamed the kids for the irreconcilable differences or an irretrievable breakdown. Right. I've never seen a divorce, I've never seen a divorce decree stay. Reason for divorce was birth of a child. Right. So, I mean, adults, we got to do better. We really do. You know, on every on every level, especially when it comes to the kids. You know, well, so I was raised. Yeah, so on that, I mean, you went through obviously what a, a lot of um, divorces are going through and still go through. So, so how did you come up with ways to to solve the relationship to at least make it more civil between you and your ex-wife for the child? So. I watched a lot of, um, and this may sound funny, a lot of like Doctor Oz, Doctor Phil, oh,
1: and, true and true, whenever, whenever they would
0: have like marital things, and what I would watch and listen for was not so much the superficial what they're talking about, but the reaction, right? What is, how are we reacting to a partner, right? Right. So, I I took it for myself to start easing up my reaction because it was mentioned that when I react, I come off stern. I come off brash, right? I was in the military for for a long time, and I have that, you know, straight to the point, this is how it is, and nothing else goes. Right. So now when I talk and and try to speak about something with my daughter, prime prime example, um, Christmas, right, Christmas Eve. My daughter's mom called me. She said, "Hey, um, we got the package. that's good, but where's the hydro flask, right?" I told her that I was bring my daughter's hydro flask, and I did. I ordered the hydro flask. It was it was uh, out of stock online, but it came to me. And I was I do painting, and I painted my daughter's name on it. And I put it in the mail. It was going to get there a day or two later. Right. She said, "Well, I could have picked one up today." right? So instead of me reacting in a negative way to her statement, I just told her, well, well next time pick it up, and then that way Caleb could have two of them. Right? right? And what I tried to do in that instance was show the only person who's going to benefit from having two of anything is our daughter. You know what I'm saying? Man, you it's just okay. put so much in that statement right there. You know? It's, it's, it's just all about we need to make – and I'm not trying to say that. Right? They always say, what is that line? Happy wife, happy life. Right. Right? Some, sometimes we make jokes of the yes, dear, yes, dear. But sometimes it's men, right? And I know we've gotten away from it. You know, we really have. But it's okay for men to step back and not be high and mighty and take the low road to get – because if somebody's already upset and you add more friction, you're only going to create more fire. Right. You know, so it's better to just take the low road in that point and just say, you know, you're right, cool. But look, next time, just go ahead and do it, and then the only one that's going to benefit is our kid, right? Right. So that's where I try to, you know, and and, and they get me, too, you know. They they use it on me, too, you know, because my daughter likes camp and, and stuff, and sometimes that digs into time with dad. you know. But I need to make the choice, right? Well time with dad is yeah, that's good and it's important, but social development skills and confidence building and team building and you know, being able to communicate and social interactions with complete you know, new people that you meet, those are important skills to have too. Right. And, and I got my daughter can learn those. Yeah, I got a lot of dads who uh their daughters want to sign up for like cheerleading in school, but that entails practices you know, after school and on the weekends, and they, they'll shut them down for that because they lose their time. And it, I'm going to just it say that's a kid. I'm going to say it like this if there's a dad out there who does that, they need to step it up. Because I'm going to tell you why. When I was a child, I I made, I made played baseball in the city of Peak and I made the Little League baseball team, traveling team, during the summer, Uh, my first year playing. But exactly like you said, my practices and my games were on the weekends with my dad. And he was more worried about just hanging out and doing what he was doing than trying to be a sports dad. Right. And I took that lesson, you know. And now every failure my father did in his divorce with my mom, is what I use as a blueprint of what not to do because I didn't like the outcome. So I'm not going to put my child through that same outcome, right, you know. And it's, it's important that we're able to look at that. And I talked to my dad about that, you know, and I let him know, and I think that's important too, you know, communication with others who have influenced how you are today and being able to have those really hard-hitting Conversations with mutual respect, of course, right? But because when you're able to maintain why you are the way you are based off of what you went through, right? It's the purest form of realness. It's this is why I don't do this, right? Right, and you know, a lot of us dads, you know, me included, we gotta step it up, you know, we do because. The Only ones that suffer is the kid. Exactly. Mom and dad are still gonna do what they wanna do. I've yet to see a mom not go get her nails done and I've yet to see a dad not hit the barber shop. You know? Right. So it's you know, we're we're all guilty of it. You know, we're all it's just when are we gonna stop playing the blading game? You know, when and you know, to just to I mean, yep. that, that's where that's where I stand on it, you know. Like, I would love to hear you know what people think of that. You know that's important. Well, so I got some a question for because you live out of state, obviously on the other side of the country from your daughter. So what are some tips for other parents in that situation as far as co-parenting goes? Like, do co-parenting techniques for um, cross-state uh, development? Um. So custodial parent. The way that they rule things, that's how the – the way that my grand—my daughter's grandmother runs the ship is the way that I try to maintain it because that's what she's used to, right? Right. We all have different ways of raising kids and, you know, um, we've all been brought up differently and, oh, well, I want to raise my kid like this because it's my kid, right? right. Yeah, well, unfortunately, your kid on um, – Now about 70% of the time on a daily basis is doing this. So why try to confuse the child? Just continue this. If it's working, continue it. If it's not, okay, then talk to the parent. Hey, this isn't working. It's ineffective. What can we do? Right? If they're not trying to hear it, then say, cool. You try to implement it, but maintain and reinforce it as many times as you need to, right? And you get further with positivity. You know, it's right. I like to say you attract more bees with honey than you do vinegar so I mean well so on that though, how far do you go on positivity before you just break down and put your foot down oh no it's always positive see because you can't be negative to a positive right And what I mean by that is if it's nothing but a positive outcome for the child why would you want anything different right right so if if what you're if what the, the like the the non custodial professors me, right? My daughter comes to me for the summertime, right, like I have a certain way that I do things, right? But I know that grandma back in Massachusetts has a certain way of doing things. Right. Right. So my routine changes. Kids' routine doesn't change. Right. Because right. I can adapt better than my daughter can. Right, and as long as I'm positive towards her and towards the mom, the mom can be as negative as she wants to be. but My positivity doesn't break, right? Because if they want to be nasty, you can't control that, right? That that's their they're coming from their own position of authority. That go have authority in the world. I'm going to be over here. As long as what I'm doing is not harming the child, cool. But if there's nothing in the custodial parent's discipline plan or, you know, how they run things with their rules and curfews and bedtimes, if that's what the child is used to, why break it? You know? And I know it sounds like I'm super submissive, but I've learned that when you make your child comfortable to what they're used to, especially on co- cross-country trips, you, their integration into – your routines every day is a lot better, right? Because we're able to adapt to them. Right. So once we're in their routines and we're doing what they're used to, it's like they're back at home, you know? There's no difference. So It makes things that much easier. Right. So basically get rid of the selfishness so you don't push your child away. Exactly, you know? Because I used to. I used to be like, oh, no. This is dad's house, and you're going to do what dad says. Right. It didn't work too good for me, you know? It didn't work. Hey, yeah, this is dad's house, but Kayla's used to Grammy, and Grammy does it this way. And Grammy's way of doing things is not a bad way, so dad can learn Grammy's way. And it's okay to put the pride aside. If it's going to benefit the child, again, we're adults. Our life's already being lived. Why not just... We all say, "Oh, our child's the world, my child, i would do anything for them. I would die for my child or well, kill your ego, kill your pride, step up the positivity with your child and do what they're used to right, right right That's good advice, man. so I'm gonna bring it to to present time, so how is this uh corona? National crisis is that affecting anything with, with visitation? Yes, yeah, and no. Um, I'm losing out. Okay, I have I have scheduled time for spring break, I get to go out there, but again, one can I afford it? Right? I can't right now because of everything. Work, you know, things right. are just tight right now. Not right. only do that. I still have to maintain, you know, child support and stuff like that. But most importantly, why risk me traveling to her and bringing something to her, right, or her travel, right? So I had to say, hey, you know what, we'll figure it out and we'll we'll, we'll get time back later. You know, we'll make a – if I have to figure out a time where I can take another two days somewhere or three days and sacrifice something I want to do instead of going to, you know, a three day Dodger game trip. Right. I have to go and see my daughter, you know, right. You know, I'm not that Vegas trip that we may want to go and have. Guess what? Maybe that Vegas trip is going to turn into a cross country trip to go see my daughter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's And you guys still got – do you all use FaceTime? Do you use FaceTime with her or something like that? Yeah, we I FaceTime every day with my daughter as much as I can. She doesn't answer all the time, but, yeah, I try to call her almost every day, every other day. Um, sometimes she answers and sometimes she don't, right? Right. And I think that's important, too, because they she's got, growing into a little woman. She's got her times, right? Yeah, they got their life, and, too. Yeah, and – um. She likes to have her, her, her time and her space, so I do, and I give her bug when it's time and she wants to have her conversations and stuff, and then, hey, it's, it's, I sit there, and I, I have her as long as she wants. There's no issues, and, you know, because she's really all I got, man, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't have no other kids. Um, you know, I got a, a girl that, you know, we're, we're dating. But, but your daughter's your, daughter, your legacy, right? right? Yeah, that's it's my daughter my mind. that's it. You know, unless I have a, another kid you know right. I would love right. to. Well yeah, but you know that too, right? I, I get even scared to have another child. Yeah. Because I don't want to go through what I want to. You know, but that's I, a, I need to tell myself too. That's a scary. That, but that's a scary that's right. scary thought going on everywhere right now. Yeah. Especially for fathers. Absolutely. But, you know, I was raised by a stepdad, right? Right. And he told me a long time ago something that I always held true to myself. He said, Dads come a dime a dozen, but you only get one mom, right? And I never understood what he meant, right? Right. And it wasn't until I had my child. And I realized that the man position, we're replaceable. We've got the revolving door. And the mom is always going to maintain the power, right? It's only up to us to maintain our position in that revolving door, right? Right. If you lose step, what happens in your revolving door? It stops, and you can get somebody else can walk in. So it's up to us as men to maintain. Once we can't no longer maintain the entire family, it's just up to maintain what we made in that family, our kids. Right. That's it. That's it. No need to stress. Once you got a court order, cool. You got a court order. Right? You'd be better off taking six. Some of these guys fight a year, two years to get and one paragraph about changing their court order. Right? Yeah. Right? And it's like, why don't you, instead of fighting now, why don't you start from the jump start? Where do you want to go? Where does she want to go? And find somewhere directly in the middle. And then go from there. I know a lot of people do that. I know it's a good starting point. But it's okay to concede in the beginning. Right? Right. right? once you show the courts, and this is what I've learned, right, once you show the course that you're willing to work with the other party, it's gonna be very, very hard for the other party to come back and be negative when you're exactly. trying to get your fifty percent custody. Because now you're opening the door and you're showing that hey, I'm trying to work with them. Exactly. And they're the one that's holding the door shut. Right? And you expose them. You know, you expose them by doing that. And they do it to themselves, you know, and I think that's very important. You know, sometimes us men we just need to put the pride aside and let the eagle go, man. And that's that's exactly what I tell a lot of my clients to do, man. It's it, it 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 sucks to watch them their response to that because a lot of them don't want to do that at all. It, they will do anything in the world except that, and then watch their case go down the hill, and then and then realize, oh shit, you know, I should have I should have done it, but sometimes it's too late now. It's like. It's like any other deal you make, you know. What am I going to give up now to make on the back end? You know? Right. I give up a week. For instance, I'll put it like this I lost one week at the end of my summertime. I then lost another two weeks at the end of my summertime for jet lag, so my daughter paid. Help, right? right. To help her. However, what I gained was now I'm straight. One week after school without I get her versus three, four, five weeks, whatever. Right. One week after. So I'll give you this on the end to help my daughter get better from her jet lag, but I want this on this end. Right. And I got it because now. Right? After I gave up everything else and we got our starting point, now when I renegotiated all of this stuff and we were in there talking, how is it gonna be for the month to say, No, I don't want them to have more time But I've been holding true to everything else. So what are you doing holding me for my child? Exactly. So man, you spot easy. on it's spot on with everything, they want. I've been I've been waiting for, for this thought, man. I know that. But last Thursday, right, I was traveling yeah. to Massachusetts, yeah. and man, it was so crazy, bro. It was it was just eerie, quiet, you know. Uh-huh. And even now, I mean, shoot, my daughter, she's out of school, I'm sure but all our kids are, uh, and you know, she's just bored at home, and you know, even that, she called me, Dad, um, I, I want to paint cool you know you know support if the kids are trying to be creative or something supporting right you know it's important because you know their their minds are working right now their, their their minds are not used to hold on we're used to being in school right now yeah you know i'm learning and now so to keep that fire going just, you know they're and, 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 and for, for all the others, other parents out there that have kids with autism, especially right now, that's important. Yeah. But Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, well, thank you, Abel, good. man. That, everything you said tonight was spot on, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate you for having me, bro. Thank you for everything you do. You know, and all the info that you put out, man, I, I really appreciate it. You no, know, it, it, it it topped a lot. Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff, some of the stuff that I've I've heard on your, you know, listening to you and reading your articles, I've used. Yeah. You know, and you know, so thank you also. I appreciate that. No problem, brother. Hey, you stay safe out there in, in, in California, man. Hey, you too, and everybody out there. Have a great night, and thank you, brother. You have a good night, boss. All right. I'll talk to you later, brother. Right. Bye. 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 Wake up all the teachers come to teach a new way. Maybe then they'll listen to what you have to say. They're the ones who's coming up, and the world is in their hands. The children to jump the very best can